Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. I'm very, very excited. We have got a special uh, Friday edition of the show, and we have a just a really, really cool um, uh, director on today. He's got a new movie coming out. It's not out yet. It comes out on Tuesday, I believe, and. Um, it's just fantastic. The name of the movie is Something in the Woods. Now, I really like this movie a lot, and uh, we've got the director on, and I want to talk to him about it and about his artistic journey, uh, Mr. Alexander T. Wang. Whoops, the button. Hi, how are you? Hey, Alexander. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, you know, I want to also say it's coming out on September 6th, but you could pre-order it right now on discounted price on uh, iTunes and Apple TV. Nice. nice. Well, there you go, folks. How about that? How about that? Always good to save a little bit of money, man. Always good. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, especially these days, you know. Um, oh, man. Exactly. Oh, man. The, the cool thing is, is that, you know, you, you get, when you save money, you can get a couple movies. You don't just have to get one, you know, and watch it over and over, although that's not a bad plan either. Uh, this is one of those films you could do that. This is a very cool film. I like this film in that it had um, a really cool setup. I don't want to give anything away, uh, but it was, uh, it was just cool, the, uh, the, the conflict uh, between the two main characters and whatnot. Usually it's just the conflict... And the creature, you know, but I think that the um, the, the the main characters that that really had some meat on the bone, so to speak. I really dug that, and the creature was cool too. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm Native American. I like a window ah. creature, you know. <laughs> we, we dig that, uh, but it well, was just very you. cool on many levels. Thank you. Well, I, you know, you being uh, part of Native American, you probably know about the Wendigo story or the, the oh, legend yeah. of Wendigo. So I, I I read lots a lot of folklore uh, stories from everywhere, and this always I always wanted to do something about Wendigo. It's about greed, um, cannibalism. So. Uh, I mean, how do I do this? I have to put two characters in the woods. So right. Wendigo lives in the woods. So if you watch the beginning of the movie, that's how it starts. I don't want to give out everything, but that's how it starts. And because of, well, there's a kidnapping. You could see that, you, know, you could read the description mm-hmm. in, on IMDb. So they, you know, one of the characters, um, Carolyn kidnaps the reporter, Nora, take her to... Um, you know, middle of the woods, no, no, you know, middle of nowhere, uh, trying to kill her or hunt her, then they now have to uh, 
to work together and defeat this creature called Windigo. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Now I was seeing on um, uh, IMDb that this was filmed. Uh, you guys shot this in Pennsylvania, Covington, Pennsylvania what? area. Did you do you have a background there in Pennsylvania, or did you? No. Um, if you look at the IMDb, the original IMDb, Revening Woods, mm-hmm. it's been hacked. Somebody hacked oh, it really badly and put all kinds of stuff in there, added themselves as a director and the actors and actress, and put oh, our feature man. as a short, which was called Revening Woods, without the original title. So we have to create a new one. So now there is a something in the woods, um, actual IMDb in there. And... I, you know, I'm, I've been trying to get rid of that revenue wood that was hacked, but uh, I gotcha. hopefully it'll be, it'll be gone soon. We shot in the Washington, um, the Washington oh, okay. uh, near, you know, about two hours um, from Seattle, real oh. rural area, country, no, no signal, no TV, middle of nowhere, except for our cabin oh, that we were staying. I'm telling you, many, many years ago, it's got to be 15, 20 years ago, I, um, I was on the West Coast, and I had done a, uh, an art show. That's what I do for a living. I'm a painter. I'm not mm-hmm. in the movie business. But um, anyhow, I, uh, I had an art show in Portland, Oregon, and then I had to go to Seattle and do another one. And in those days, um, you know, it was after 9-11, they, they wouldn't let you go on a plane if you had paint or anything. And I learned a long time ago uh. with these art shows, I always have to carry a bunch uh, some some basic paint with me because there's touch-ups that need to happen and there's just stuff that happens and shipping and all that. So I used to take the uh, the Greyhound, the old dirty dog. I would take the Greyhound bus. <laughs> um, I rode all over this country in a Greyhound bus. And um, then anyway, I was in that neck of the woods where you guys shot this. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Alex, I had always been kind of skeptical, you know, of, of the Bigfoot stories and whatnot until I rode through that area. With, and I'm like, there absolutely could be something out here nobody knows about. This, I've oh, never yeah. seen for it like that. It was amazing. <laughs> it was, I didn't see anything weird or anything. Um, just people on the bus. They're weird enough. Uh, but, uh, but I was right there with them. And, uh, but it was, it was very unsettling. Uh, there was just a, a, a quiet heaviness to that area. Yes. Very cool to film that. I mean, right. I I live in California, so when I go to forest, I mean, basically you have to go to Yosemite or Sequoia National Park. But the California forest and the Washington forest, Washington National Park, is totally different. And when, I mean, when you're shooting there, you got trees, forests, but every Everywhere you turn, there's a you know river, there's a lake, mm-hmm. there's a stream. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it just it, as far as the location goes, you can't ask for anything more. I mean, it's just gorgeous. Oh, that's amazing. Now, when, would you, when the, were you guys filming this? Was this during the pandemic we were, and all that? Yes, we shot this. Oh my gosh! In April, April of 2021. Um, oh, wow. It was the middle of the pandemic, so we, I, I just wanted a small crew, so we, we took four actors and myself, and the one producer and myself, 
And uh, two of the actors were also helping us shoot this as a crew. And I, I just did not, I wanted a family setting. I didn't want a whole mm. bunch of crew member, ca- you know, cast. Oh, yeah. Number one, you know, it was during the pandemic. I don't want anyone to get sick. And third, uh, because it was a family setting, because I was shooting it, uh, because it was a small crew, we were able to shoot this real quick um, and fast. I hit the wrong button. No, I didn't. Go on, Alex. I'm sorry. My dog was freaking out. I had to admonish the dog there. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard me. Because of uh, it was during the pandemic, we just had a small crew. Uh, I think we there was a total of six people, and the, uh, mm, t- four it. of them were actors. And uh, we were they were also helping with the you know uh, 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 crew work. Uh, so just a very small casting crew. It was just like family setting basically. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. It's, it's Hitchcock style, though. You know, it's you didn't have a big crew out of necessity. I'm telling you, Alex, this is a cool. I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because this really, on many levels, illustrates some of the the trials and tribulations we were talking a little bit before the uh, we went on the air. Is um, independent film versus what people's in people's minds? You know, you got all kinds of stuff happening. You got the pandemic happening. You're trying to film. You got a limited crew, so you know that right. means everybody's wearing three or four hats, I imagine. And um, exactly. and then you get it done, and some creepo hacks the IMD. What the heck, man? I don't know. Oh, man. I, I, <laughs> that was distressing. It's not yeah. somebody wants to. Uh, it's, it's like, am I getting a little famous that people want to, mm-hmm. you know, get onto our IMD? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not big. It's a fun movie that we did, and people seem to like it. We had a premiere last, uh, what's it, last year or beginning of the year to casting crew and a lot of audience, and they seem to really enjoy it. So that was a nice, thing. nice. Yeah. I enjoyed this film. I enjoyed. I think I think the actors were fantastic. Now let me ask you: Did you? Um, I know you've been in the game. I, I've looked at Alex's uh, IMDb page. Lots of accolades, lots of work on there. A lot of work on there. Um, did you know these these actors uh, before this, and and you kind of like reeled them in, or did you ha- you know go through an audition process or whatnot? How did that I, I knew Nick, I knew Nicole and Robbie and okay. Pat. Uh, they you know we work on the other films together or even smaller ones, so I knew them. Um, the, Dakota uh, Jan was uh, new, uh, and also mm-hmm. Vienna Hayden, she was new. I never worked with her before, but she read it really well, and also uh, Dakota. So, uh, you know, when we proposed this idea, we are driving to Washington. We're going to stay there in one cabin, uh, just, you know, six of us. We're going to shoot this in six, seven days, and we're going to drive back. And they were all for it. Um, you know, nice. uh, well, yeah, thank God they were all for it. And uh, I don't think we saw anybody else, really. It was just six of us, you know, <laughs> in a cabin, yeah. We were cooking for each other. We were, you know, it was like a little 
party, you know, each night. I, I think we had we had a great time. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That you know that it, it, it's so cool when when you're working with other people, when when things are fun. You know, it's a good hang, um, because I I've had projects that I've done uh, myself where that wasn't the case. <laughs> Everybody was having a good time exactly. except one person, and it's like, oh man, right and. Right. It I just mean, is a drag. Um, this sounds like know, a lot of fun. I wish I would have been there. It, hey, next time, hey, you know, we'll <laughs> write a part for you. <laughs> oh, but no, no. I, I've been in a situation where we were, where there's 20 people helping out and shooting, and I just was not happy or because nothing was going right. Uh, so, you encounter situation like that. It, it, it depends on the movie. It depends on the day. Mm. Uh, but luckily, we were, you know, just everything ran smoothly throughout the whole week. That's fantastic. Now, you mentioned um, that you're from California. Did you grow or you live in California? Did you grow up in California? Are you a California native? Uh, no, I was born in Seoul, Korea, and I came okay. here when I was 11. Yeah. Okay. So I lived there for 11 years and, uh, you know, last 40, <laughs> I'm showing my age now. Uh, last 40 years I've been in California. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> I'm right there with you. So yeah. be really nice. I, I've got a friend of ours, really a friend of my wife's, um, but she, uh, she moved over there to, to teach English. Um, she was looking for work and, and, and did that gig. And and now she works in some big company or something. But she fell in love with Seoul. I think she moved over there. I don't know, what is it now? Eight nine years ago. Wow. She ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah, she. I. Yeah, she ain't coming back. That was her thing. I went there. I went there nineteen ninety five, ninety six. So about ten, mm. about fifteen, sixteen years later that you know I came here. I came here nineteen seventy nine December, like ten mm. days before Christmas. So then I went back about 15, 16 years later. I didn't even recognize it. It's like they mm. knew right away that I was not yeah. from Seoul. You're an American. Goes, yeah, you, got, you have a weird accent. Uh, you know, that kind of, I'm like, I do? I, I, I thought I spoke fluent Korean. I guess I, I don't. <laughs> that was a little weird. Yeah. I, I, well, I was a foreigner know. in my own country, in a way. It, it, it happens. It happens. Let me ask yeah. you this: When you were now, when you were a kid, yeah, and, uh, and that's a pretty big move, you know. That isn't just, yeah, we're moving to a couple towns over. This, this is right. the other side of the world, you know. That's a big, that's a big change, um, culturally and, and all kinds of things, you know. Uh, language, right. I would imagine. Um, right. Did you, you know? Let me ask you: When you were a lad, when you were a youngster, did you know that you're going to be directing and acting and stuff, and, and that movies was what you were going to be doing? I mean, or did that happen later? Well, I think it happened later. I always enjoy movies. I I, mm. I think my dad and my mom loved movies. I remember one day we came home late and uh, Creature from Black Lagoon was playing. So mm. it's just a vivid, imagine, you know, the memory oh, that yeah? we all sat there and watched that. And I loved it. I loved Creature <laughs> from Black Lagoon. Then I grew up watching Jaws, Star Wars, of Superman in Korea. Then oh, yeah. when I came here, uh, I saw 
Raiders of Lost Ark. And I said to myself, I want to do something like that. I mean, Raiders of Lost Ark, directed by Steven Spielberg, is almost a perfect movie. You know, you put yeah. a hero in a difficult <laughs> really? situation. And, a, and no you know, CGI. In a more difficult situation. Yeah. For, for uh, you youngsters out there, when he goes under the truck and is and he's getting pulled by the whip, I'm not saying it was Harrison Ford getting pulled by the whip, but there was a guy, <laughs> there was a person that had to do that, you know? Um, I I think the stunt well, uh, performer was, his name was Terry. I don't know his last name. Uh, I can't remember, but I believe he's, the stunt perform, uh, actor was uh, Terry something. Yeah. But no, I'm telling you, I... I I, I'm with you. I love that movie. I, I have never had more satisfaction watching the comeuppance of Nazis' face melting than uh, yeah. than I ever have. <laughs> you know that was right. That, I like all I, the Raiders I, movies. You know, or all right. the uh, Indiana Jones movies. I really people complain about the Crystal Skull. I'm like, man, eh, that was fun. I was a pretty good movie, and it fit the time period. You know. It, it was a fun movie. There's some issues there, but overall it was fun to watch. But when I watched yeah, those like that you, guy, I had this right. <laughs> you know? yeah, I had some kind of emotional, um, you know, changes. I'm like, I wanted an ET. I mean, think about it. You watch ET, oh, you man. crying out loud in theater. Mm. I'm like, I want to make did. people cry. I want to make people scared. I want to make people laugh. I think that's why I wanted to be a film director or something to do with the film, movies. It's so cool. And you're doing it. You're doing it, man. Yeah. That is the coolest job in the world. I'm, I'm telling you. I, I agree with you. I loved all those movies you mentioned. Jaws. The only, thing I, the only thing I didn't like about Jaws wasn't the shark or any of that. I wanted something to happen to the mayor. I'm like, can't he be <laughs> walking on a dock or something and a... Octopus reach up and grab him. Something. I think he got off too light. Larry. 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 That's the uh, mayor's name. Larry. Yeah. Uh, he needed to eat your creature on a camping trip. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a jerk. I think he passed you away. Know? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I mean, Joss. Somebody. If anybody asks, what's your favorite horror movie? Or I mean, it's Joss. Joss. No. Oh, when that head comes out of the boat. Horror movie. Oh, shit. I, oh, oh, shoot. I jumped. <laughs> jumped out Sorry of my about skin. That. No, you're fine. No, no, no. You're on the internet. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking oh, about I, QAnon. I, no, I, no, we're not, folks. Yeah, uh, that ain't going to happen. I think I, was, I think I was eight years old when I watched Jaws, or really? eight or nine. I remember theater in Korea. It was weird because my parents couldn't sit with the kids. They were upstairs or something like that. Uh, balcony area, and we had to sit. Kids had to sit in the front. And when mm. that thing came out, the head came out. Oh man, we <laughs> all jumped. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'll never forget seeing that movie for the first time. It was it was a drive-in movie here. My uh, my mother had passed away when I was young, and a couple years later, my father started dating again. And uh. he had he, was, he had a big date. He he talked about this this date. Uh, for a week, you know, I remember, and um, he was maybe he was going to take her to the drive-in movie theater, and I had to stay home with the babysitter. Well, the babysitter got <laughs> sick at the last minute, and so oh. I got to go on the date <laughs> with my <laughs> mom and this 
new lady. Um, and so oh, it was a double funny. feature. It was King Kong with uh, Meryl Streep. Oh. And um, then the second one was no. Jaws. And he tried to put me to Not sleep in the back. And I'm like, no, you can't go to sleep during King Kong. You know, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> and um, so I was up. And I and when that head came up, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Man. Uh, it, that was uh, you're talking about fantastic. King Kong with Jessica Lange. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except yeah, where they, they were looking for oil. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. Meryl Street. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It was uh, the gal from Tootsie. Um, I can't remember her name. Jessica Lane. Um, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What a good – that was yeah. a good movie, too. I love that. I mean, go to the theater yeah. was so cool when you were a kid, you know? This Why? is free – I mean, free video game. Think about it. Why? Think about it. When you're seven or eight or nine, you're watching this thing. You got Superman flying, uh, you know, by Richard Donner, and you got King Kong, and you got Jaw Shark, you know, killing people, and you know, this all goes to you know your head. I'm like, wow, how do I do this? And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. 
uh, The Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. You know, and there was there was great in, in in your business. I know you don't only make horror movies and whatnot, but um, you know you're real good at horror. Um, another one, fantastic film, and I'll probably get emails for saying this because everybody's expecting me to say Friday the Thirteenth. Those were scary. Don't get me wrong, and they were great. The one that gave me the heebie-jeebies was uh, Steven Spielberg again, um, Poltergeist, the original oh, Poltergeist. Yeah. Oh man. Wasn't good. Uh, I, <laughs> wasn't good. I, I, I think I saw that. I mean, if you think about it, there was there was a lot of blood in that movie. Uh-huh. Nobody was getting hacked, but it was scary. I, I remember oh, yeah. when the one of the scientists or the the assistant was start peeling his face off. Remember that? <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh, Dude, I mean, wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. As yeah, a little I kid, mean, my father hated it because I refused to eat leftovers after watching that movie. I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Man, no, I mean, eat fresh food. Yeah. Oh. But, I mean, well, we had many conversations about, about that. Right. If those are classic. To me, those are classic. I, I still watch them. I still... I, you know, trying to learn from those, you know, I call them masters. I mean, if you look at uh, Alfred Hitchcock, you look at Spielberg, uh, Martin Scorsese, oh, um, yeah. you know, Francis Coppola, Godfather. I mean, every time it's on, I got to watch it. But I watch those people over and over again. It's like, wow. I mean, I wish my movie was, you know, as good as theirs. Of course, they got, you know, $500 million budget. <laughs> right. But... Uh, they know, didn't have six great. people shooting the scene. No, they, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They have, but they got tons of people. But you know, you watch those their movies, and like, wow, I I want to make movies like that. I wish I want to manipulate, you know, my audience's motion, you know, good or bad or hate oh, yeah. or love or laughter. That's what I want to do. Yeah, you see it a little bit in in modern film. I would, uh, yeah. John Wick comes to mind with the dog scene. Yeah. Um, man, I thought my uh, my wife. She before we met, you know, and I, I don't want to say that I'm not putting her down or anything, but she liked typical what I call girl movies. You know, um, typical stuff. Uh, that's that's what she watched on film. And then she met me, and uh, you know, we're watching <laughs> Pulp Fiction and stuff. But um, anyhow. Um, she uh, she's not a big action per- wasn't a big action person, and then I'm like, well, let's check out John Wick, you know, for the first time, and when we watched that, I thought she was uh, she was more upset than I was. She she was ready to go. She was ready to pull a John Wick, go find those actors, and uh, wow, you know, the guy from Game of Thrones, she's ready to do them in. Uh, I mean, my oh, uh, my wife, I mean, she's the producers, 
she produced everything I do. But mm. when so I she's met, in the movie business. She didn't. She, yeah, now she is. But before then, she didn't go to movie theater that much. Maybe once a year with oh, her wow. friends. That was about it. But now, I mean, she read my script or somebody, you know, the script that's given to me. She goes, okay, that's good. That's bad. You need to cut this out. Uh, that doesn't work. Oh, she's she, a producer. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She looked at, uh, she looked at uh, something in the woods. Uh, in the beginning, she goes, you know, I was talking to her regarding the stories and masters. She goes, this movie has to be directed by, I'm not directed by, written by a woman. You can't direct it. Mm-hmm. Because you got two main characters of women, you should be writing women characters. These should be done by uh, women. So uh, our writer, Deanna Gomez, uh, she is wonderful. I mean, you know, what you saw on that uh, screen, you know, she wrote it. Mm. That's yeah. fantastic. That's fantastic. And you know what? To a point, I get where your wife's coming from. I can't tell you the amount of times I – and I can't, I can't believe it, I'm going to say it. I love Quentin Tarantino films. He doesn't write women well, as far as dialogue and whatnot go. Women, the way he mm-hmm. writes it, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just they have a, there's a cadence that they that that's a male, a masculine cadence that he uses, real snappy, right. real, uh, almost film noir, and uh, it, it kind of reminds me of Chandler, you know, Raymond Chandler. But um, none of the women I've ever met talk like that, you know. They, they and and right. you can tell you're like, oh, this was written by a guy. And um, and there's some, there's some shows, television shows I'll, I'll see, and I'm like, ah, uh-huh. and uh, and I can't say that it happens the other direction, you know, where you're like, I've never seen a show going, oh, that guy's dialogue, this was obviously written by a woman, you know, right? I don't know, it just comes up. Maybe I remember in art school when we were trying to uh, learn how to paint. Um, I had a professor, this mean old man. Man, he was mean. He used to hit us with a cane. <laughs> um, he was mean. Oh, yeah, this guy, oh, he would carry around a big red magic marker. And if you made a mistake, he would circle the mistake on your painting, like on the canvas. Say, you need to fix that. And it was wow. <laughs> Tried to cover up that red. It was horrible. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> he used to always say, paint what you see. Does it look like right. that? No. Paint what you see. And maybe that's some good advice for uh, screenwriters, you know? Write right, what you right. hear, you know? Um, right. I, or what you know. I think she did a fantastic job in your film, uh, Something in the Woods. Right. It's very believable. And women right. are mean. They, a woman absolutely <laughs> would kidnap <laughs> another woman. You know? Right. I'm telling you. At least the ones I know. Oh, right. man. So originally it was it, it was a, uh, a a man or a guy another writer I had you know that I discussed the uh, script and because it was women and the female captor or uh, you know kidnapping mm-hmm. idea he's putting in uh, lack of better word you know sexual assault in the script mm-hmm. I'm like do we really need that you know it's like well they have to have that and blah blah. I'm like, okay. Anyway, there's a lot of things that he and I didn't, he's a great writer, but didn't see eye to eye. So he goes, you know what? Why don't I have a female writer? Um, why don't you talk to her and see if she could write it? 
So I mm-hmm. talked to her. She goes, yeah, we don't need this. We don't need sexual assault. We don't need this. Why don't we change it to female and see what, it, you know, what else we can do? Yeah, we don't need to have that. That's not even necessary. And we could have this. We could have that. I'm like, okay, wow. go with it. <laughs> yeah. She got to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's yeah. amazing. Are you so so my wife was right. Her name's Katie, and uh, she, when she said we need a female writer to write this, I mean she was, she was correct. She was right. Yeah, it works a lot oh, better. There you go. Yeah. See, she's gonna hear this show, and you're never gonna live that down. No, I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, you know That's what? Fantastic. Honestly, I, I can't do any of this without her. Uh, I thought I could. She looks at the schedule. It goes, oh, you missed this, you missed that. Hey, you need a prop for this. I mean, she does all this, you know, without me even telling her sometimes, like most of the time. And, she, you know, I'm like, because I'm thinking big stuff. I, you know, and mm. she goes into details and tell me what I need. I, I'm already, in my head, I'm shot this and it's already edited and I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, send it out to the world before he was holding movie right. shot, and she's like, whoa, whoa, bring it back. Slow down. We need this, we need this, <laughs> we need this to make it work. <laughs> Katie, Katie sounds yeah. like the sister of my wife, Danny. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. There you go. I got to tell you, Alex, well, I'll finish a painting, and um, yeah. I'll, we usually bring it in the other room because uh, it's just not good lighting here in the workshop to, to shoot with the camera, and, uh, and the lighting's better out there. So we, we take, I take it in the other room. I set it up on the easel. I'll usually put a bottle of wine or something for scale next to it um, or something, you know, uh, that's recognizable. And so many times, this happens so many times, a little behind the scenes for you folks listening, uh, in my world, and, and Danny takes the pic. She's a much better picture taker, photographer than I am. Mm. And um, she, uh, she'll look at it for a second, and then she stops. And I'm like, oh, God, what, what? Because I'm tired of this painting. I've been working on it. It's done. I'm ready for the next. I'm thinking already about the next one, you know. And she's like, well, something's off on that right eye, you know, or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Take the painting back to the workshop (laughs) and spend another two hours fixing what I didn't even see. And she's always right. She's always right, you know. And... uh, it's, uh, well, let's put it this way. I'm glad That's for like it. Just like her, when she sees the first cut, right? Mm-hmm. She goes, Do you really, really need that shot? I'm like, Yeah, it took four hours to set it up and, exactly. and 10 hours to talk to the actor to get the emotions going. It took three days to shoot it. And she's like, Yep, but it doesn't work. Take it out. I mean, Oh man! Even even though she didn't study film um, before she met me, uh, or she wasn't really into movies, now she sees it as audience. So I showed her mm. the first cut, then she would say, "Oh, that's I like her." She, I mean, she's honest with me. So if it's good, it's like, "Oh, this is good. that's fantastic." It's bad, she's like, "Ooh, I don't know what to tell you. This is bad." Um, <laughs> Then I have to go fix it and make it better. But, uh, no, she's got really good eyes. I'm telling you, any of the young bucks out there, um, you know, whatever, if, if you're – my advice, if you're in the creative world and, and you're looking, you know, you, know, you, you have a, a, a 
potential wife, girlfriend, whatever, um, whatever, a partner, um, whatever your ha- your thing is, make sure you get with somebody that's that's straight with you, that's honest with you. You don't want somebody that just, you know, yeah, it's nice to uh, get a little compliment once in a while and, and make you feel good and everything. That's great. But if you're looking to make some money, find somebody who's honest with you. <laughs> Saves a lot of time. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of time. And, yeah, Alex, you know, might have done that four-hour shot where he was channeling his inner Stanley Kubrick, you know. But um, he, he's got – people pay a lot. Those big Marvel movies pay a lot of money for four focus groups. <laughs> he's got it. Right. right. You know, uh, that's great. That is great. Man, so, I was just looking at your, your IMDb. You have done so many, so much work here. You really have. And in like, when is, when is your first thing? 2015? This is like six years. Do you sleep? Well, I didn't. Well, he, <laughs> so what happened is I, I studied film in college. And when okay. I came out, I worked for Viacom Production for a couple of years. But you know how film and TV business is. You work for a couple of months, and you got to look for a new one and look for a new mm-hmm. one. And while I was doing that, I said, I'm going to make this movie, whatever movie I'm making. But at the time, it's not like now, people, uh, young kids. We actually shot on film with the film camera. <laughs> and we <laughs> talked a lot. It yeah. costs a lot of money, and you're you're cutting the you know uh, a film to edit, and it was you got to make a duplication of the film, and so um, so it it was getting way too expensive. Um, so I'm like I'm gonna wait until um, the we could start shooting on a digitally, and we could. Edit mm. digitally. So, so that was 2015, 2016 was when I started noticing that, hey, we could shoot it with the DSLR. We could edit it on our computer. So that's how I kind that's of cool. slowly came back to making movies. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and you're right. Um, you know, I remember having friends when I lived in California. They were, it's about that time period, too. And, you know, they... It, Somebody had a vision, you know, they wanted to make their film. They, they knew how they wanted it to look. And they're like, oh, we got to do this aerial shot. I don't know. We, you know. There's no way we can afford a helicopter. That was pre-drone, you know. Drones right. changed all that. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, if you watch something in the woods, there's a lot of drone shots. And like you said, if I wanted to get that kind of shot before, you got to get a helicopter to shoot it. You can't just go out and fly drones that, oh, I get this shot and let's edit it into our movie. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that at that time. Absolutely. This reminds me, Alex. My my wife got, uh, she doesn't do it so much anymore, but there for a while she was really into this, this cosplay where her and her girlfriends, they dress up like superheroes or whatever, video game people and uh, characters and, and go to these conventions, you know, but they would, they were into it, man. They'd make these big outfits and everything. And one of her outfits um, was this uh, this character from this video game called Overwatch that she liked. I never played it, but she was really into it. And um, okay. this character had a little uh, – her name was Mei Ling, the character's name. And it had a little um, 
flying robot that like a little droid thing that, that flew around it was her buddy you know and okay she's like and she's like can you make me one and i'm like make you a flying <laughs> droid <laughs> no no i can't i can do something with a wire maybe <laughs> wow well no i was thinking you could get a drone and put inside and i'm like sweetie it's, it's gravity that's not how that works you know, <laughs> I said, you never see a covered droid. It's like a helicopter. You don't cover a helicopter's blade. It won't work. And, uh, right. Oh, that's that's funny. Explain to her. <laughs> so, yeah. She goes, you... well, can't you, isn't there some way to make it float? And I'm like, no, we're not there. Technology. Come see me in 30 years. <laughs> Maybe we can do it then. So, but in the yeah, game, technology... I'm like, it's the game. Right. <laughs> And it's a video game. I mean, technology has changed so much, if you think about it. Mm. Uh, people are making movies with their iPhones and distributing mm-hmm. it. And so it's not, it's not an equipment. Uh, I mean, in the beginning, I, you know, I always wanted, oh, this is cool. If I could have this, you know, seven ten thousand $10,000 camera, my movie's going to be better. Or if I have that, my movie's going to be, like, you know, totally different. It's, it's not the movie. Uh, it's not the equipment. It, it's the storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. That's what people are looking for. Uh, it's the storytelling. If a story is engaging, then people don't really care about what it looks like. Of course, I mean, sound has to be good. But, uh, you know, it needs to have an intriguing, you know, engaging story overall. Uh, then oh, people will forgive you for, you know, horrible <laughs> looks of your movie. But, um, yeah, if you want to go make movies, people could go out and make movies now on their, their oh, yeah. phone. Boy, they could edit it and, yeah, whole thing. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. 
I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com as well as online, on Instagram, and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. It's amazing. Um, you know, I think Prey, uh, that movie, the, the Hulu movie, Prey really illustrated that. Yes, that bear was, was a big chunk of that bear. I don't think the whole thing was, was, was CGI in there, you know? That, that, right. But, you know what? It was pretty awesome watching the Predator fight him, I got to say. Really enjoyed uh, that, it was, <laughs> you know? It um, was. That bear was messing I, him up for a minute. Right, I was rooting for I the bear. Really, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And when this one came out, and like, uh, but it had very intriguing storyline. What happened if a predator, you know, uh, were fighting Native Americans? And it was just, it was awesome. It was good. Um, you know, and I think it's better than, you know, most of the predator movies out there. Um, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed oh, it. I did too. I, I don't want to give anything away, a spoiler for those who haven't seen it. But I gotta say, I will give this one small uh, piece. It would really suck if you got killed by a trap, by a bear trap. <laughs> Not stepping in the bear trap, getting hit in the face with it. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Yeah, exactly. That was fantastic. Yeah. Well, you saw something in the woods. I, it, it, oh yeah. It's the same type of well, deal. 
same type of deal. Yeah. These people were in a situation, and all of a sudden, there's a creature in there. You know, we got bigger. I know you think I'm a bitch, but uh, there's more stuff <laughs> happening here. Yeah, that ain't a deer. Um, right. You know. Right. You, you know. I think a lot of uh, now these days everybody thinks that uh, Wendigo. I mean, you know, it's a you know movie about Wendigo. They, you know, they think the Wendigo has you know the deer skeleton and the not always, but not always. The originally it, it's not it, it's a that's a modern version of it. Um, you know, right. somehow that came out that Wendigo has antlers and uh, you know the deer skin, deer uh, skull. But originally it wasn't like that. It was just a creature in the woods with uh, you know sharp teeth and skinny and could never get full full by eating you know eating and eating and eating. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything like greed. that. So greed, greed took yeah. over. And yeah. he but, was a personification it, of greed and 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 exactly and murder and whatnot. He, he, yeah, right. it wasn't cool. Nobody set out to become a Wendigo. You know, nobody right. sat down and went, eh, I think I'll become a window to uh, this Tuesday. Right. Now, but, it, it did, was did you notice? Did, did you notice in the movie, our two main characters are greedy, if you think about it? They are. One wants to they, be They a, are. Yeah. And, and, and really, you can't be surprised. Okay, you girls want to be greedy. Guess what? Here you go. <laughs> um, no, that's bad. Don't be that way. Uh, it, it, right. Yeah, it was really. I really enjoyed this film. I really enjoyed it. Thank Let me you. ask you something. When you finished filming this, and um, and I understand, you know, it, it was it was during the pandemic and whatnot and everything. The normal thing, and then you edit and whatnot. Then you have to put yeah. that hat on of of uh, you know um, talking to people like uncorked and whatnot. Uh, you know. And that's a big deal, man, getting uncorked on board with this. Um, you know, getting it out uh, there for people to see. Did, do you like that part of the uh, the business, the the mechanics of that? I I mean, Keith at Uncorked has been really supportive I from the beginning. Uh, he saw the movie, awesome. he really enjoyed it. And I, I you know, the, the, you know, I would work with him again and you know, I hope he likes my feature movies, but no, it was really ple- pleasure to work with him. Um, That's awesome. Do I, I do I like business side of it? I I like the creative side. You know, coming with the story oh, yeah, idea, giving it to a writer, playing with you know, then playing with them, shooting it. But you know, as soon as you come up with the idea, it's all business. You gotta hire people. Right. You gotta pay people. You gotta edit it. You gotta send it to the uh, the distributors to take a look. So everything is business. As soon as the okay, as soon as you know, I say or my wife said or we both say we're gonna make this movie, then that becomes a business. Mm. You know, uh, you know. So, Very true. I mean, what's the point? Right. What's the point of shooting it, spending money it, and if you can't get distribution or or nobody sees it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a guest on the show who made a uh, a horror movie back in the 80s. And, you know, things, as you know, things sometimes happen and whatnot. 
And they shot it on film. They had big rolls of film. And wow. it's been on the shelf for 27 years. And um, they weren't actively shopping it. But, you know, he was, careers had changed and whatnot. Things had happened. He met people. He knew people um, after 27 years. And uh, he goes, you know, I have this really cool movie I shot. And they're like, let's see it. Send it over. And wow. then he had to figure out, he was, he was telling me, he goes, I had to figure out where to get the money to get it convert, put on digital from film. Wow. Not cheap. <laughs> you know? Nope. Um, nope. And then they, you know, I mean, they, it all worked out. But, oh, cool. Can you cool. imagine What's doing that movie? something in 27 years? Oh, my gosh. Well, here's something. I, we shot a movie about six or seven years, uh, six or five years ago. It was called Cold Blooded. It's, okay. It's, it's about reptilians. <laughs> okay. I'm being Wendigo. I'm being reptilians. Uh, but I bit more than I could at that time. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do CGI. Don't worry about the real creature. Whoa, take care of it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, uh, you know, while I'm editing all this at that time, I'm like, oh, God, I wish I had a practical creature. I wish I would have put somebody in the suit because mm. CGI is not cheap. It's hard. Right. And that was my second film. I didn't know what I was doing exactly. And all I knew was, ah, I'll take care of CGI. How expensive can it be? Oh, my God. So... That's going to come out sometime next year. Um, I, That's I just amazing. That. Yeah. So, but one thing is you learn from your past and you move oh, on. Absolutely. But like that guy, you know, he made a movie 27 years ago. He's releasing it now. Um, as soon as the CGI and the special effects and it's all done, that's going to probably come out next year. So uh, we'll see. That's amazing. I, I don't know. I keep doing this creature features. I, you just, you know, <laughs> I just get a, Because of the creature from the Black Lagoon, it all comes back to it. Right. That's what freaked it, it, me out it, the first time. Oh, you know, I well, reached up and touched her foot. Oh, yeah. Bad. Yeah. I, I haven't told anyone, but we are probably going back to Washington to shoot uh, three Bigfoot movies. Oh, wow. It, wow. In the future, I don't know when, probably going to be late next year and uh, early year after that, but we're going to come up with the three different Bigfoot movies. Nice. Are they cool in Washington to filmmakers? Do you, do you get breaks and whatnot? Well, it, it was very low budget, and plus we, we were shooting during pandemic, there was mm. nobody there. I mean, I as I said, I nobody. So we I just went and shot it and came back. Yeah. There was no, nice. I don't think the budget was big enough to call their, you know, tax. <laughs> I was a state law and say we won, you know, you know, tax break. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Where are we staying? In this tent. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you want to hear a funny thing? Yes, so when you course. shoot a movie, uh, when you shoot a movie, there's a schedule, right? Day one we're gonna shoot this scene. Day two we're gonna shoot these scenes. Well, day three, four, five, you gotta see scenes. The problem was the weather. Oh yeah. So oh man, we didn't know what we we're gonna shoot that day one. 
okay, is it clear outside? All right, we're going to shoot, you know, scene five, six, and seven. Oh, tomorrow, uh, what did they say? Oh, it's going to rain hard. Okay, then we're going to shoot all the <clears throat> interior, uh, you know, stuff. Right. So that's how we were shooting it. Yeah. But it worked out. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I have a friend of mine, independent filmmaker, and uh, where is he at? He's in uh, 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 Columbus. No, Cincinnati. Some I think it's Cincinnati. Anyway, he was trying to film in Cincinnati a period zombie mm-hmm. movie with Nazis. And they ah. had a park, and it was great and everything, he was telling me. And he goes, the only problem was, what I didn't realize, it was in the flight path. You can't have jets oh. flying over every 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh yeah! In the World War Two, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that that won't. Wow, work. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, sound is panning the bud. <laughs> you know, luckily, oh. uh, I have a great sound mixer and designer, Matthew uh, Festel, Festel, and I mean, he made it work. I mean, you if you look oh, at the yeah. sound of that movie, I mean, it just works. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but there is a certain howl, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, that was creepy as hell, man. <laughs> I was like, I want that as a ringtone. That's fantastic. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah your, your oh, film has you. some great sound in it. It was, uh, it's yeah. really good. Now, it dropped. No, it is available pre-order, you mentioned, but it officially drops this Tuesday, right? Right. Right. So, so instead of going to Disney Plus Day or whatever, go watch my movie. Go watch something in the woods. That's right. You'll like it. That's it's right. fun. It's it's fun. It's it's tense. It's got monsters, creatures, excellent actors, beautiful scenery, um, and you. It's just one fun creature feature movie. It's just oh, you yeah. know. It's like absolutely. When, yeah, if you you used to Black Lagoon, creature from Black Lagoon, old Frankenstein, uh, you, gonna, you know werewolf, you're gonna love this movie. You're gonna have fun, um, and you're gonna say, "Hey, I hope there's a sequel." Absolutely. It, one of the great things about this film that I wasn't expecting going into it was the uh, suspense. The suspense was fantastic it was uh you know you, you were generally um concerned <laughs> you know watching this it was it, it was just really brilliant brilliantly done uh, well, you're very good I, you're very good at that uh, thank you well I, I mean as i said i you know i watch you know i i grew up watching you know spielberg or you know when it comes to horror movies and stuff Spielberg or, you know, uh, John Carpenter and and uh, Hitchcock, and they were masterful mm. at it. I, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I watch movies sometimes, you know, with the sound off just to learn how they mm. shot it, how they uh, uh, cut it. So I'm not saying I'm copying them somewhat, but that's how I learn my craft oh, by watching other you know, talented directors or, you know, uh, you know, the artists, um, you, you know, you could say it's, uh, you're copying it, but I think it stay with you, you know. Um, I oh, want to go Western, then I will watch, you know, Clint Eastwood movie um, and uh, all the, you know, Good, Bad and Ugly, uh, Leon, uh, 
Gotta can remember the director's name. I, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. My father's favorite. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was the first time so, cowboys ever looked dirty. Uh, before the, before him, why? everybody uh, had nice iron shirts. The guy's been sleeping out in the woods for ten days. Why is he shaved? <laughs> you know. Did, did you know that uh, at that time in America, when you're making a when you're making a, uh, a, a, a the Western movie, you could not show uh, Sergio Leone. That's right. Um, mm. He's the director. You cannot in America when you're shooting the movie. You could not shoot show the gun firing and uh, the the, the yeah. bad guy or the actor dying or getting shot on the same shot. So so wow, I did not know that. Close up of the gun, close up of the gun. Boom, cut to the actor holding his you know whatever you know chest and dying. Leone changed that. He, if you watch his movie, you see guns going and people dying on the same shot. So he made it different and more exciting. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, you know it's it and it's amazing. I love watching. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. Also, again, not in the movie business, but I'm a big cinephile. I'm the friend that has the outdoor theater, and you know, I make my friends watch movies with subtitles sometimes. Um, I'm into all that. And um, yes. from an artistic point of view, and you know, it's it's interesting. I was we were watching something the other day from uh, I don't know, Double Anonymity or something like that, um, an old '40s movie. And right. uh, a friend of mine was saying, "Man, they talk like they're on a play, like coming from the stage or something." I'm like, "Well, that's what people did. That that's where exactly where these people got their start. That's how right. you there were." People would talk over each other and stuff. You don't see that today because they want you to understand what the hell's going on, you know? Right. Um, right. But it's 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 different, and it's it's cool how uh, how that plays out, you know. And I get again technology and stuff, and and just culture. But um, you know, you really captured. I, I think you really captured uh, from the cattiness of the, the main characters. You know that animosity. And then the, the creature comes in, the suspense. Um, I think that was really well done. Really well done. You know, you're getting several movies Thank in you. one with your uh, film. Thank you. Uh, well, my job was easy because, first of all, the script was great. Um, it was fun. Then we had a great actors and actress, um, Nicole and Vienna and uh, Dan and Robbie. And we have a good uh, producers, you know, Pat and my wife and, you know, myself. So it was a team effort. But, it, you know, as soon as you cast a great actors and actress, my job is half done, basically. Um, I don't have to give them, you know, line reading. Uh, they know what they're doing. They did their homeworks. So it goes fast. So it, it does, I think it doesn't matter how great script is. If the actors are performing is bad, it is not going to be great. I mean, imagine Godfather with a really bad actor. Right. It's not going to be what it is. Uh, and, right. and it, let's say you, you have a really bad movie, and let's say you put a good actor, it's going to be somewhat decent. Uh, but on this, in this case, Something in the Woods, um, we have a good script written by Deanna and uh, awesome, awesome actors and and also producers. So it all kind of worked out really well. Nice. I can well, you know, thank them enough. 
it's cool when that happens. <laughs> you know, yeah. like anything, I'm I sure mean, it isn't always the case. You know, but I mean, put the odds in your favor to win. You know, work with the best. Right. Uh, right. I mean, as I said, I mean, there was a time when I have a, you know, you know, I thought I had a great actors and actress, and we have a twenty, you know, cast uh, crew, and you know, waiting to get, you know, shoot, and nothing's working, and sometimes that happens. But you gotta, right. you know, knock on wood and move on. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've you've got the, uh, you know, the magic touch, and and you've kind of figured out, um, you, you know, the uh, the lay of the land there, and I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Now I know you. Uh, I know you Hollywood types can't always talk about um, upcoming projects until the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Is there something in the pipeline you can talk about that you're looking? To yes. Do? Yes. Nice. I mean, September has been really busy. Um, mm. I have. I shot a little short movie with a. Uh, not a short movie. I'm sorry. A feature, I, I apocalyptic sci-fi thriller, um, and that's oh, wow. premiering uh, in uh, TCL uh, Chinese Theater in Hollywood on September 11 <laughs> at 7:30 p.m. Um, that's gonna be probably come out on uh, Amazon and TV end of this year or fourth quarter of this year, and that, cool. that was fun to shoot. Then. Um, I did an action movie called Prey in Cold Blood. Uh, that was one of my first features. Uh, and we we enhance or enhance the audio and the color. So that's going to be re- releasing on Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, nice. In October, instead of going back to the creature feature and, uh, you know, horror film, I am shooting an action movie that I've been wanting oh, wow. to do for a while. Yeah. So also That's written cool. by Deanna um, because our major main characters are two women, again. Uh, no. So okay. Deanna wrote this action movie, and I'm like, okay, let's shoot this. So in October, so it's going to be a really busy in early September and really busy in, in late October. Oh, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. It's always good to work. It's always good to work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, go to bed and tired. You know Get things yeah. done. <laughs> you know, when I was young, I could shoot this and I have no issue. Now, every time I shoot something, it takes about three to four days to recover. I am just exhausted. Wiped out. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know the days that I'm shooting that I'm exhausted, but as soon as it's done, I'm like, ah, oh, kapoof. I'm I'm done. You know, I'm that way. I'm that way after we do days. a. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's weird because after it's very traditional in my world. Um, you do an art show and then everybody wants to go to dinner afterwards. You know, and you hang out yeah. and bullshit and smile a lot. Um, I hate that part of the business. <laughs> um, when the art show's done, I like to go home, get in bed, and not listen to the phone or not deal with anybody. You know, I've been on. I've been on. And, um, you know, people are like, what are you talking about? You're always on with the podcast. Well, yeah, the podcast is easy because I'm sitting in a room, you know. Um, I'm not in a group of people. And uh, right. explaining why the shadow looks this way, you know, uh, it just gets old. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it, we all have our crosses to bear, I suppose. 
But anyway, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, you, you put so much, you exert so much, and then, yeah, it just is draining. You know, I can only imagine. Right. Film, and a film isn't an art show. It's not, man, we've been planning this for a couple of weeks or a month or something. A film is, right. we've been working on this for a year, <laughs> you know, minimum. Right. And, uh, whoa. <laughs> you know. So I've been dodging investors' calls for, you know, three months. Right. Are you kidding me? So as soon as I'm done shooting, I rest for three, four days. Then, you know, the real work starts as far right. as, uh, you know, editing and showing it to investors. Uh, so it, it's, it's it's a different beast. It's not something that when you're done, a writer, when you're done, you're done. You're finished writing, you're done. Uh, as a painter, when you paint something, you make things, yeah. things here and there. But you're done. You're done. As film, you're done shooting, then there's editing, there's a post-production of a sound, reshoot maybe. So it's, you know, that's why it takes so long, you know. Oh, and sometimes I wish I, I could draw so I could just stay home and do animation by myself. <laughs> I, I, that's, that people say that to me all the time. They're like, oh, I want to do what you I said, oh, me too. Me too. I just want to paint. Um, but no, you got to. Oh, it's, you know, just part of it. It's, it's you know, the, the cool thing is, though, is you have something, you know, the great thing about music and film and movies and stuff is, it, you know, you got a good product, you can, uh, a good piece of art, it keeps paying, you know what I mean? As long as it's up there on, on the streaming and whatnot, it can be a year from now. People are watching that, you know? Uh, right. But right. it's... Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. We were talking about um, the festival circuit. They had no idea. They're like, yeah, people finish a movie. They just send it out to festivals. I'm like, yeah, you got to put a check with that, man. You can't just, you know, right. send it out. Right. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. I, I hear from them. Um, I mean, festivals like, what do you mean? cost like, a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. No. I said, when you see those little place cards and it says, oh, best at this festival, and, and you count up those, there's 20 festivals, you're like, okay, right. well, that's the 20 that it won something at or got nominated for. There's probably another 40, <laughs> you know, that right. nothing happened with. I said, now that's 40 checks that went out, you know, after they right. spent all and the, the money making the film. <laughs> right, and the festival... And and, and yeah, a lot of people you? put festival submission fee as a budget also. And mm. it, it costs $45 to $100, $200, depends on where you're sending it in. And, uh, yeah, it costs. I mean, it adds up quickly. Oh, yeah. It adds up you imagine spending that, mm-hmm. folks, writing a check for $200 to hear, eh, yeah. not our thing. <laughs> they don't send the 200 yeah. back. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. They don't. That's their... <laughs> submission fee for them to look at it but yeah you know you know but if if you get accepted then you invite all your friends and families um and the other oh, yeah, and you never know who's you in know. the audience right you know? and watch it in a big theater with them it, it's really fun also absolutely absolutely heck keith uh keith leopard could be in the audience you know right this is brilliant let's work together you know that's the, exactly. the goal at least i imagine Right. You meet a lot Amazing. of people. You made a lot of connections. Oh, yeah. 
I remember going to my first film festival in San Diego. I had never been to one before. Didn't know anything about them. They had hired me to do some paintings of some uh, celebrities that would be there. To, they were given awards to. And, you know, I got free tickets to go. It was a pretty good deal. And, you know, I made and a little bit of money, and it worked out real nice. But I remember my first day, I was so amazed. I called every person I knew in a band, and I'm like, every movie has music. You need to go get some business cards printed tonight and get down there and hand them out, <laughs> you know, with a cassette or a CD. <laughs> like, we don't do exactly. movie music. I'm like, if you sell some movie music, you can do the music you want to do. <laughs> You know, exactly. Oh, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Alex, I'm painting kids and dogs every day with that same mentality. (laughs) You know, if I paint a dog, I can paint the fun stuff. Um, No, dogs are fun to paint, I guess. Um, Yes. I should say that. Uh, Anyhow, anyhow. Alex, I'm looking at the time. You know, I start these these podcasts and I'm like, ah, it'll be a good show. Do a half hour or something like it's been like an hour. I can't believe it. It went by so I, quick. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, as I said, uh, thank you for inviting me, and uh, I really enjoyed talking to you uh, about the movie and oh. movie history, and uh, you know the classics. It was just fun. I I, I didn't know it was. Uh, you know, you pass an hour. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. I love doing this this podcast. You know, I can't believe the other day I was looking at, um, I don't know, I had to renew the uh, the URL, the URL or something. And I'm like, I'm yeah. doing the podcast seven years? Are you kidding me? Because um, I planned on doing it maybe 10 episodes, uh, you know, and I figured, eh, I'll find something else to do. But, uh, <laughs> no, we've been doing it. The coolest thing about doing the podcast is I get to meet people like you and I get to hang out with people like you, uh, you know, on the phone. And I, I, I get inspired. I'm like, well, man, Alex is making this happen. Katie's making them, you know, they're, they're on it. I got it. When those mornings when I get up and go, I don't want to do it this morning. I don't feel like doing it. I say, well, Alex is doing it. I got to do it. I got to do it. <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah. I, you know, sometimes – the first day of shooting is I am nervous as hell, but once we get the first shot, we're good. But I'm nervous. You know, do I want to do this? What am I doing? Then, but it works out. Um, it's worth it. I get to talk to you. My film goes out and you know, the, the all over the world, so people can see it. Um, yeah, so it, it's a good feeling, and and you gotta do it. You gotta step up, even though you said, ah, what am I doing? I don't know. But you know, you step up and you do it. And you know, there's a what do they call it? There's a fruit at the end, fruit at the end, or there's yeah, I, yeah, you know the 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 carrot on the stick. So it makes it yeah. It, it, you know, you you just gotta do it. That's the big thing. If I could give anybody. Man, I don't care what you're doing. If you're making movies, you're, if you're baking bread, whatever it is you're doing, doesn't matter. The biggest part, and I don't want to sound like an old man saying, oh, because it isn't just young people that don't get this. It's a lot of people that don't get this. Um, the biggest key to success is you got to work. If you don't work, <laughs> nothing gets done, you know? Right. Um, you you got to put in the work. And, you know, and even when it's, even when you don't want to, <laughs> you got to do it, you know? You've got to do it. That. Yeah, how it goes. 
Well, that's amazing. I want to stay right in touch because I can't wait to see more of your work. And it sounds like we got some really cool stuff coming out, too, you know. And, you know, this film, this film itself, um, Something in the Woods, I want everybody to see it. Now, I'm going to bug everybody on Tuesday and remind them. But, you know, you, I don't have to do that necessarily. Pre-order the thing, folks. Pre-order it. Um, save some money and, uh, you know. And, you know, if we're being very transparent here, it looks real, real good for Alex. It makes him feel real good. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, 100 pre-orders if you don't if you you don't buy it or you don't see it, I'll go into a deep depression and you don't want to do that. He will. <laughs> he will. Katie will beat him up. It'll be terrible. Um, it'll be one of those yes, stories yes. you see in the news. Um, no, yeah, I'm uh, kidding. Yeah, we're kidding. Uh, uh, but please, uh, you know, you know, I hope you enjoy it. But everybody has different tastes. Uh, but I think it came out really good. I think it's a fun movie, um, and you know, just watch it and just have fun. That's all I'm asking. You know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and it's it is it's very entertaining. This film wasn't super long either. You know, this isn't a, a Peter Jackson four hour. Maybe there's a director's cut out there uh, that will be released later. That's four hours. I don't know if that's the case or not, but uh, I I I was I, I thought this I was a perfect don't know yet. Yeah, I got you. I hear you. They're always, folks. That's how these filmmakers are. You have to understand. We see a couple hours on the, you know, the finished product. There's probably eighteen on our drives and in other rooms. You know. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. They don't just film two hours of film. No. No, No, that's not how that works. Uh, So editing will go a lot quicker. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think movies, I, I'm not quite sure how, it's 82 minutes or 72 minutes. Oh, wow. I don't even know my own movie. Um, I, it, it's 76 minutes. It's a quick, fast movie. Yeah, the pacing's fantastic. It was, uh, you know, I didn't take any breaks watching it. I didn't take any breaks. Uh, there was no, you know, oh, let's make the popcorn. No, you did all, do that beforehand because that's the, you know, you're not going to want to take a break during the movie. Um, very, very cool. Something in the woods. Man, folks, this episode, of course, we're going to, uh, we're out of time, but this episode is going to be converted to podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms everywhere, and it'll be on all the podcasting platforms. And something to remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're uh, listening to this, if you're listening to it on Spotify or Pandora or wherever, I mean, we're on six, almost 700 podcasting platforms. Um, the links that we have to the IMDb and et cetera, um, those stay active. Those stay active. And so you can just click on it, and there you go. And, you know, we have a link. I'm looking right now, Alex. I'm looking. We had one yes. on the Facebook page, and we're taking that off right now. Look, it's gone. I edited it right Thanks. there. <laughs> yeah, Got I didn't it. know. I didn't know. And we'll, we'll clean that up on all the graphics and whatnot, too. In, All right, sir. We'll fix it in post, Alexander. We'll fix it in post. He's like, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that before, James. Don't do me wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep making movies, Alex. You're real. All right, good. I will. And Thank you I'll so much you know, for being on. Not a problem. I'll let you know our future project. And uh, 
hopefully we could talk hopefully we'll talk again oh absolutely i'm telling you i'm telling you we're going to talk uh you know we might just have a movie talk uh, night where i call you up and uh we'll talk uh et we'll talk how the i'm telling you what do you think i gotta ask you before we go in the superman movie when the uh what did they call it the uh it wasn't the forbidden zone that's a danny elfman movie um the uh, the Phantom Zone is what it was. Remember when they got stuck in that mirror yes. thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you like that? That was a pretty cool fact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah. They should have listened to Jarrell. They should have listened to his dad, man. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I love that movie. One of my favorites. Okay, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. We will see you next time. Have a good weekend. And remember, the world is better, but it's still a little weird. Be a little patient with people. Don't be a jerk. Just be nice, you know? If everybody's nice, we'll all get along a lot better. Um, yes, and we'll exactly. see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks, Alexander. Thank you. You rock. Best to Katie. Best Thank to you. Katie. I will. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.